0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Deposit That podcast. A special shout out to Mark Lawrence of Worldwide Lands Transfer. He will be sponsoring this episode and serving New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania for all your title insurance and legal needs. A special friend here today. Before I introduce him, I'm going to play a little song to get everyone hyped up. Sure. <laughs> but I got rich on
1: all these niggas, I didn't forget that. I had to go through the struggle, I didn't forget that. I had inside of the Maybach now I can sit back. DVD, just know me now because i got them big
0: because i'm getting money now marcus stout welcome <laughs> to the deposit that podcast i appreciate you thank you for having me so i want this episode to be about the struggle overcoming struggle mm-hmm. going from sports structure mm-hmm. into an unknown okay into life after sports mm-hmm. right and obviously we know we've all experienced struggle mm-hmm. uh, for those that don't know Marcus and I attended Fordham University together, I yes, believe, for two years ahead of me. Yes, sir. We didn't really know each other like yeah, that, yeah, but it was always yeah. mutual respect. For sure, for sure. So yeah, I want yeah. you to get into your story, tell everyone who you are, what you okay. do, and you know, tell everyone about your journey. My name of Marcus Stout, uh, from a
1: city right outside Detroit called Southfield, Michigan. Played basketball there uh, pretty much my whole life, played all sports, ended up, uh, was on a really good high school team, number two in the country. Pretty much a role player on my high school team, didn't have a huge role, had a decent role, and... Um, so I ended up getting a scholarship to go to Fordham University. And not a lot was expected of me. I didn't have a lot of offers coming out of school, coming out of high school. Ended up going to Fordham and having the chance to play early. Uh, end up having a really good career there. Made the Hall of Fame, all-conference. Uh, so I did well there. Had some great teammates, some great coaches. And then uh, from there, I uh, played a little pro. Played a little summer league with the Pistons. I went overseas my first year. Ended up getting hurt my first year. So uh, the second year, I didn't play. My third year I played, took a step down, and then I ended up having two surgeries after that. So um, in the midst of all these, uh, the surgeries happening, pretty much, I had uh, the doctor did the wrong surgery. So I was still trying to play, obviously, because I was like 25, 26, yeah, so, yeah. still in my prime, still yeah. young. I started doing some training and in the midst of that just to make some money. Uh, one of my guys, shout out to Toby Tanzel back in Detroit, but he just invited me out one time. It was like, I got some kids. He was training me on the weights. And he was like, uh, just and come, come basketball out.
0: basketball guys aren't that strong in the way you know? <laughs> Different
1: kind of strength. <laughs> you can strength, jump through the roof yeah, and yeah, you can yeah. bench like that. Yeah, Different yeah, strength. Y'all yeah. used to be going Different crazy in that weight room, too. <laughs> I'd be like, I don't want any parts of that. <laughs> but um, he invited me out. From there, we just kind of grew. So we started working together, built our own business back in Detroit, and had the opportunity to come back out here and work with, uh, in New York. So I've um, been out here for about, oh, be six years in, in May. And I've uh, been able to work with a lot of kids, work with a lot of professionals and kind of work with some great people and build my own brand at the same time. So do time. you feel
0: like your injuries obviously happened for a reason in order to give you the opportunity to give back the way you are today to kids and inspiring the youth? Or do you think there was another reason for that?
1: I believe the injury happened for that very reason. I say that because I have a higher passion for this than I did playing. And that's what kind of verifies it for me is that I, I love what I do. Like i said, I can do it all day when I was in Detroit, building things I was in the gym twelve fourteen hours a day, you know hour on hour, and it felt like two hours, you know, so for me i'm which i'm I tell people is the best thing, the biggest blessing in my life is you know when things happen in life sometimes there's no answer for it, like you said, but
0: for me, it's kind of been justified through this next phase of my life, so sure. mm-hmm. so how was that transitioning from? college well first of all from high school with no expectations mm-hmm. into college and playing mm-hmm. how was that transition explain that
1: yeah that that was uh that was major for me I went through it like I said a lot of things in high school where I, had to I even rocked the Fordham hat for you, yeah, test, I you yeah I seen that I seen that I should have brought right. mine too but uh that was major for me man like I the anger and the rage and the intensity in which I stepped into my freshman year with I've never felt on that level. But it's real. It's real. Oh, it's so real. And like. Like a chip on your shoulder. Yes. It's like I used to. It wasn't a cute. Uh, rest in peace to Kobe. But I'm, I used to. I, I know he used to play mind games with himself. And I used to hear him say that. And my freshman year, I really tapped into that in terms of. I would walk on the court. And I knew people didn't believe in my mm-hmm. game like that. So I would find somebody that would just look at me wrong. But that would. And hate them. <laughs> and hate them. And yeah. I would create it. And yeah. create a sense of, of like fire with, that I've never felt Fight before. But yeah. it was also accompanied with opportunity. And sure. I've never had those two meet at the same time until I went to college. So that's why my freshman year I did so well. It was coming from a place Where of Who's your coach, Wittenberg? Wittenberg, Wittenberg yeah, right? for all four, yeah. Just coming from a place of of now that I know of like anger, of rage, of just just wanting to like break free and but just you're using really it be for myself. the right reasons, obviously. For sure. Yeah, for sure. So no, it was uh it was great being able to be a leader and um you know, just be free, which we all want to be, you know, playing sports. You just want to be out there and go out there and be your best self be yourself. and let people sure. show your game. So sure. I was able to do that at Fordham. So
0: Now transition from college, great run, great career. Mm-hmm. And now you're back down to the bottom mm-hmm. in a very professional, talented mm-hmm. organization. Mm-hmm. How was that?
1: It was interesting. So coming out of school, I thought that our, my junior year went a lot better than my senior year uh team wise. That matters in the mid-major, sure. where you know, if you got to win in order to get seen. So, I thought I would have more NBA workouts. I ended up only having two with Boston and Detroit. So, that was kind of like, dang, like, what am I going to do now? You know, I had an agent, but wasn't really hearing much. Draft day, I didn't even watch the draft because some of my boys got drafted, my teammates, and I was like, man, I'm not watching this. Who so. drafted, Dunston? Dunston, some of my high school teammates. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, two of them, Joe Crawford and Malik Harrison. Joe Crawford? Yeah, yep, yeah. yep. Yeah, yeah. So, they, um. They both got drafted that year, so I was like, and I was happy for them, but I was just, I just went to the gym. I was like, I'm going to the gym, and I happened Another to get a, in the office for sure. I happened to get a phone call that day about which was so unexpected while I was working out about Pistons. Like, well, if you don't get drafted, we want you to be the third point guard on our summer league team. All like, if I don't get drafted, like I know I'm not exactly right. I know no. Exactly yeah. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it was like wow, like so unexpected. <laughs> And it was crazy because I had a flip phone at the time. Sure. Going back I, thought, yeah. back, I had a flip phone. First camera phone probably I was out. For yeah. sure. Yeah. And a little sprint, little gray yeah. flip phone. And I um I was working out, so I was so excited, like I kept working, but I had my phone that got wet because I was sweating so hard. So I couldn't call anybody. I couldn't tell <laughs> anybody. My phone didn't work for like two days. <laughs> Shit. And everybody was like calling me, like, man, what's up? Dad, yeah. dad. I'm like, so no, but that was my little That's story. Funny. So um uh, leading into the next one, just going into and Summer League. And there was League. no Instagram
0: at the time to tell everybody. Oh, no, nothing. Yeah. Facebook had just come out. For sure, <laughs> yeah. for
1: sure. So uh, uh went to Summer League. You know, it was a great experience. I was the third point guard. So I went from being the man in college pretty sure. much to... Last at in the line. Time, yeah, last in line. They had Rodney Stuckey,
0: sure.
1: Will Bynum. Yeah. So I was kind of the like to follow. So I was kind of like the third point guard. And oh. um,
0: yeah, Was he a UCLA guy? Right. UCLA, yeah. Cali guy. Been playing against him for a while. So... Um, Did you see a big perception difference, like small guy from Fordham, mm-hmm. right? Opposed to Pac twelve mm-hmm. player. You know, like did you see a difference in coaching, training, skill set, mm-hmm. and then also mindfulness of coaches saying, well, he went to U C L A, he went to Fordham, mm-hmm. put the UCLA guy in. Did mm-hmm. you see any of that at all? Um I think coming from from the coaching
1: perspective, yeah. what you that that part definitely does matter. Sure. I think the peer perspective, not really though at the end of the day, you play play. the first thing we did was play one-on-one. It
0: right. shows everything right there. So it was like, <laughs> let's just get to it yeah. and
1: let, like forget all the school forget names. Forget where you went, forget for the accolades. Sure. And we've been playing against each other for a long time, too. So uh, obviously, I didn't play a bigger role. He probably didn't even know who I was. Right. But, uh, Whatever. Yeah, yeah. He was but, playing um, on ESPN. And we were yeah, playing well, on, but like, that stuff does matter, though. It, especially, I think, in, like you said, perception is so much in this world, especially with social media. And just you have to have and one thing I've learned. You have to have measurables. Somehow, some way you have to judge something if you're making the right decision. I, I think agree. the school you go to or, you know, if I go to, like you said, UCLA or I come up from Fordham, automatically I'm thinking this guy's better. Just because. Automatically, you know, yeah. Automatically. So, and you can't really blame somebody for that, you know, but like I said, that's equal opportunity in the playing field. So, let's just get to well, it. Well, I always <laughs> laugh. It's
0: like, you know, follow like football, for example. It's mm-hmm. like, again, yeah, for example, I'm not giving an actual example. Let's say yeah. like Tom Brady, right, went to Michigan, yep. killed it, stud. Mm-hmm. His backup never played it down, but got drafted. But meanwhile, you got mm-hmm. 180 other quarterbacks that played, proved For themselves, sure. have tape. Yeah. But Tom Brady's backup would get a look before people actually proved it For because sure. he was Tom Brady's backup, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, that's one of my things in sports. It's like, wait, you're going based off of – a piece of paper or a mm-hmm. chart or a mm-hmm. measurement or a height or a 40 time, mm-hmm. right? Right, right. Or a vertical. Right, right. Opposed to like, wait, I've been playing for X amount of years, mm-hmm. you know? Do you yeah. see sports ever changing back to like the old school way of like combine, show up, get looked, you mm-hmm. know, and move forward? Or is it more of like a long shot investment now?
1: Oh, uh, what what I've kind of seen, in, just in my opinion, yeah, is that um, or the overall landscape of, how you kind of scout players and judge players from that way is become a, um, let me say it like this. The people that do well and separate themselves are the ones that still approach it like that. And I think we've, in this society, has gone different where, you know, recruiting list and you can just tap in and get it real quick and just look over a paper that somebody wrote and you can just, if you don't want to put the work in, you might just go, all right, I know these 25 people are going to be here. I'm just going to go watch them. Instead of hitting the ground. That's how I got recruited. Like I said, I didn't have a lot of recruits, but my coach, uh, Ross Burns, he was just hitting the ground, going to different schools. And he seen me, just happened to like me. And, you know, and it was like, oh, shoot, like, that was it. He can
0: play. He can play.
1: Everybody else didn't think I could play, obviously, because I only had a few offers. But he did, and he was proven right. But that was because he put the work in. So, um, like I said, I I think that it's always going to be the ones – it comes down to the work. The ones that are going to continue to put the work in and hit the ground and do their job to the best of their ability and the best way they know how, they're going to make the best decisions and stay separated from the ones that aren't.
0: So. You know what's so funny? And honestly, I think I have like five things that I say in every one of my podcasts. Uh-huh. And I'm going to say, and you're going to be like, if you've heard a podcast before right, this, right. you're going to be like, you said that before. Uh-huh. I relate everything to two things that I know, okay. sports okay. and the mortgage business. So yep. if you've heard that before, yes, I'm saying it for the <laughs> 38th time now, right, <laughs> right on right. this podcast. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, people, Mm -hmm. lazy people, Mm -hmm. buy lists, buy data, Mm -hmm. and then try and cultivate business off of that. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm It's kind of like what you just said coaches are going to like buy. Whatever scout huddle reports for sure, and say, "Oh, these are the top 100 kids in Detroit." Right, right. Let's focus on these 100. But meanwhile, 101 to 500, there might be like the diamond in the rough in there, Exa- right? Exactly. Where Bill Belichick, I saw skipped. I seen that the, sc- the combine, that, to scout, yeah. some no-name person somewhere. For sure, right? Yeah. So now in the mortgage business, mm-hmm. lazy mortgage people buy lists by data, right? Mm-hmm. And to break it down even more so, like, we're boys. You call me for up you sure. oh, Jeff, I need a mortgage. I'm like, oh, right, yo, I don't do mortgages, right, residential. Let me pull your credit. Let me just see where you're at to give you my quick 15 minutes of advice from what I see. Right? Like, I think we did that two we, years we ago. Did, we did, yeah, we for did sure. That. Yeah, yeah. Now, when I pull your credit, right, we own that data. But because it's run through a tri-merge credit report, the credit bureaus then go and sell your data to Bob and the barrel mortgage people. Okay. That's where the leads come from. Okay. So you have somebody that doesn't know you, but now they're buying your information. They're basically buying your future potential business to call and market to you and everything else, right? Which is wrong because it's lazy. So my approach has always been I'm putting in the work and to form the relationship. If I wanted to open up a lead generation company, I can make probably multi-millions of dollars just – Putting stuff out there, generating content for people I don't know, and then selling the data off. But that is not the business. Does that make sense? No, that makes sense for sure. Like, yeah. if you want to go find the next Kobe or the next LeBron or the next Trey Young or next Luca, right? Mm-hmm. That's not on the big scale, you got to put in the work you to have, find them. You have to, yeah. There's no other way around it. That's the only way. And so. everyone <laughs> looks for shortcuts for finding that next diamond in the rough. And yep. that's why, in my opinion, in today's world, there are so many busts. And mm-hmm. I got to be honest with you. I think there's a lot of bust in today's, in today's sports world.
1: Yeah, no, I, 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 I mean, you put it so plainly, I can, I can only agree. Like, right? That's the only way to say it, you know. Like, like they like, hype uh, these kids up that have never proven anything. For sure, for sure. And I, I was just seeing something the other day where uh, they're putting, like, pictures up of people who are committing to AAU teams now. And I'm like. Committing to AAU, to AAU teams. To teams. <laughs> and I'm like, man, this. Try to I try to always, especially because I work with kids a yeah. lot, is to keep myself in that headspace of how would I feel at, 12, 13, 14, if people are treating me like this. And I've been treated like that as a young guy. So I was a pretty good player. But um, I, I don't blame them because, like, we all want to be loved and want to be hyped, and we want that, you know. So I'm like, I just I just think it's the balance comes into where that's great and you want to enjoy it when you have it because and, and, you're not always going to have it. So enjoy it. But also, like, the understanding of why you have it, I think that's the part that get, gets lost in translation. Like, this is coming to you because— you're good, but because you also work hard, this is the real reason why. Not because right. you're so special, because right. you were born and so and so. Like nobody cares. Unless you're LeBron. Unless you're LeBron. <laughs> unless you're LeBron. I'm my nephew. I've been trying to really. He's seven years old right now. I'm trying to. and He lives in Detroit, but uh, he he likes sports. So I'm trying to. He's pretty. You know, he has a natural feel for mm-hmm. things. You know, so it's like trying to instill. The work, the work, the work, the work. I, Which everyone's people, getting
0: away from. Everyone's yeah. getting to like finesse.
1: It's not like less people are, in my opinion, the self starters now. I just know, like my okay, passion, right. where just it, it drove me to just.
0: But so easy to wake up in the morning and go on here and get lost on here. That's very That true. you forget to stop. I, I do it sometimes. I'm guilty. So how can my you my blame. first thirty minutes of my day, exactly. scrolling, <laughs> replying the comments, DMs. Right, right, you know, right. hot girl pops men, up. You're like, oh, right. let, me,
1: let me let me get lost in yeah, this rabbit hole. Exactly. We're grown men, so like yeah. twelve years old. Like think about it. Yeah, it's true. Think
0: about a sixteen year old that knows nothing else other than all their friends on social media and yeah. all the ten thousand people that they don't know that follow them. Yep,
1: yep. That's true. That's true. It's true. So, like I said, I try not to, I know it's a lot of bashing on this generation yeah, and these yeah. kids. and
0: They're smart, though.
1: You no, know, they're very smart. Like I said, I try not to take that approach. You know, it's all about helping them and helping them grow and be the best they can be with in the confines and the situations that they have. And I just try to keep that approach of like, you know, these things aren't always bad. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, what made, you know, you successful as a football player right now and me successful to a certain point in basketball and what I'm doing now, it comes back. And like you said, it's always about the work. That's all. And I just, I think that's the part that's a little lost right now. It's like to continue. I was talking to somebody else, I don't get off track, but this the respect that you have for great athletes that get so much money but continue to just grind to get better. Tom Brady, LeBron. Where they could just chill. Like they're making yep. so much money, they yep. can be like, man, yep. I'm, I'm done, man. Well, I, like, you, I
0: mean, you see that drop off. I mean, I think there's a proven statistic that 90% of people that get their max contract, their big payday mm-hmm. from rookie contract step up, right. the next two, three years are like, garbage wow, you know wow. if you look at the actual yeah, numbers sure. it's like we just paid this guy 300 million dollars <laughs> right, right. wait he just batted 180 <laughs> exactly and struck out right. the all-time you know <laughs> yeah, like wait yeah, what He yeah, yeah. just went from 50 home runs 120 yeah. rbis to mm-hmm. two rbis you know like yeah, what are you doing for here sure,
1: exactly so it's
0: but it's, that's real though because again this is a fact mm-hmm. i don't care what anybody says when you give young kids that much money or you give somebody in general at any point in their life that much mm-hmm. FU money university money, you know? Yeah, yeah. That much FU money. Yeah. They're gonna do things they've never done. That's true. They're gonna have people putting pressure on them that they've never had. Mm-hmm. They're gonna probably be changed internally and externally, sure. which caused them to lose control of that.
1: Yeah. That's Truthfully. True. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like it, you said, it's real. That's true. That's true. Uh there's no other way to do that's I mean, that's pretty much the process. And it's I think we've all, especially who've been successful athletes, whether it's High school, college, the higher you get, obviously, right. more intense. But it's a certain amount of tension that just comes with it that draws you away, whether it's girls. Distractions. Oh, girls are the worst. It's friends, whether it's how you feel about yourself, you finally feel like, yeah, I'm the man now. Like, I went through that a little bit in college. My sophomore year, I like to use myself as my best example. You, you guys took some of the, the football groupies. <laughs> no, y'all, y'all, you had them all. That's how, that's how I remember you. used to walk out with them all. I was all, only one like, well, only white football players, you know? <laughs> but... uh. Just in terms of like, I had finally got to a space where like I felt like I was getting the proper respect I deserved
0: it's as a respect though as yeah, an athlete. Right.
1: You know, everybody all of a sudden it went from, "Oh, you can't play D one and you ain't this," to you going to the league quick. And like the span of like, I had, this, the my freshman year wasn't even over yet. Serious, like, yeah. Like it's like the same people, and I'm just like, and it 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 just drove me more at first because I'm like, man, you don't believe that, like. But then I just kept. I went home in the summer. I kept hearing that everybody was treating me totally different. You
0: guys played against like, Jameer Nelson, if I remember, right? He, he graduated show?
1: the year that I came in. Oh, he did? I was wishing he was. Him and uh, Delonte. Delonte uh, West. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But
0: somebody, I remember sitting in a game. It had to be my freshman or sophomore year, mm-hmm. and it was like a big game home at four. It was
1: probably G. Dub. We played uh GW was undefeated at the time. Is that what it was? And they had like a uh, Pops, Mr. Bonsu. Shout out to him. That's my guy. They and, had uh, some.
0: But I remember you guys played somebody where they were dunk. It was oh, it That, that, was, UMass? that UMass? was It was somebody.
1: It was probably G. Dub because they were. If the place Super rocked, it was yeah, sold out. Throwing alley oops. I'm sitting there yeah, like, I can't yeah, even yeah. dunk it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was probably GW. yep. So uh, it might have been you, man, but I think it's the GW game. But um, the shift that I've seen of how people treated me when okay. I think about it, and then when I went back, so I came back to school my sophomore year, my mind is not on, like, I'm still working hard. Don't get me wrong, but not my mind is on, like, not winning and doing what got me there, playing the right way, you know, being a good teammate. Not sounds like being a bad teammate, but just being – Marcus Stout to the fullest of I could be. I was like, man, I'm going to the league. So that's my, what was on my mind when I stepped on the court. Yep. I didn't have a clear mind. So in turn, I start not playing as well. We yep. started off losing. Yep. I started off, I actually started off really well. And then I fell off. Stopped doing the little things? Yeah, I just fell off. Like, um, stopped. Like, and that's probably what it was. I stopped doing the little things. That you got know. you there. Exactly, listening I'm to the scouting guilty of that. reports. I'm also the first person
0: to say I'm guilty of that. Right,
1: and uh, just feeling myself way too much, yep. unjustified, you yep. know. And I end up having one of my, my guy too, Nick Vita. I don't know if you know Nick Vita. He grad, he's two years older than me.
0: White kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he was he your manager back. or something? No,
1: so he's a walk-on. Oh, okay. And, um, shooter. He shooter? Uh, yeah, he can shoot. He yeah. can shoot. He's more like a hustle guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he ended up, um, they replaced me in the starting lineup for him. So I like got benched for a walk-on. <sighs> So that just killed my whole. I went from like. Very humbling. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm like.
0: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So
1: I'm like, I'm going through this little like five or six game phase where I'm like, man, I'm out. Like, I ain't dealing with this and blaming, you know, thinking I want to transfer to Michigan. That was my dream school. Everyone else's fault. Went from that and I came back and, you know, I started. I was. I started starting again. Maybe it was like three to five games, and uh, came back and played really well. But I just got back to doing what I had to do, and it was pretty much smooth sailing since then. But just saying, I try to keep those my experiences with that in mind when it comes to dealing with these kids, and don't blame them, but just say like, don't don't let this happen to you. You know, I feel like
0: yeah, you know, your average athlete again, for example, mm-hmm. is zero or two hundred, mm-hmm. right? hundreds in the middle, but Mm -hmm. it's very hard to stay that consistent course, especially Mm -hmm. when you're battling internal crap of you're beating yourself up for missing the game-winning shot or Mm -hmm. missing that free throw to go to overtime or, or, you know, whatever. You got crossed. Whatever the case is, you Mm -hmm. drop a pass, you miss a wide-open receiver, right? Mm -hmm. And then you also do this miraculous one-handed dunk breakaway or, like, (laughs) this block that saves the game, right? Mm -hmm. So it's all highs Mm -hmm. and it's all lows, and I think, like, the real million dollar invention or idea would be trying ground people at that you know middle common ground but mm-hmm. again sports are such a roller coaster up and down injuries personal life distractions mm-hmm. girls right, right, money right? right how do you keep that balance i mean i think forget about just sports but in everyday life i mean mm-hmm. that's really what you have yeah it's
1: balance yeah for sure um, it's a great question <laughs> i think uh something that even like you said, outside of sports, you still deal with especially like in a city like New York. With you know, there's distractions yep. everywhere. Especially yep. you know, so um, it's a great question. Uh, I'm still working to keep my daily Maybe balance. You know, like, yep. <laughs> uh, figuring that yep. out, and I think, like I said, I think the thing is is I don't think it's possible to do on your own. Camp and I think it's, very, it's yeah, well. and I think it's very important that and one of the things I take a lot of pride in is just keeping. Really genuine, good people around you that'll be real with you. It's hard to do. Yeah, it is very hard. And you don't know who's a chameleon. For sure, for sure. So it's like that's what I, I mean. I, I've learned from my experience when I have the right people that I'm talking to and I'm bouncing stuff off of, and they they're not afraid to tell me like, man, you 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 messing around right now. I talk to one of my friends right now all the time. Uh, Demarcus Berry, he's a coach in the G League right now. Now uh, he we become really good friends. I didn't know him, met him like later in the basketball journey, but. Like, we constantly pushing each other, constantly pushing each other to be Neither. better, constantly like, like he had called me out, like, man, you went out the last two nights, man. Like, what you been doing? Like, I've been in the gym working, you know, working on this, working on that. Yeah. Like, you know, so just, just stuff like that. I think that's the, the one thing that I've learned that's kind of made the, the, um, well, not made the, but is the difference between keeping that consistent level of, you know, of work, of, you know, staying there.
0: It's so easy, though, in, in life, right? I'm just going to give you a crazy example, right? Okay. We've all been there, right? <laughs> right, You work right. for yourself, right? Right, you yeah. For yourself. For sure. So let's just say, for example, you come up to vacation week, right, where mm-hmm. kids are on spring break or mm-hmm. Christmas break, right? Well, they want to go away, spend time with their family. So you're like, damn, now I lose a whole week of income, right? Mm-hmm. So day three, day four comes in, you're like, well, now I really don't have much money. You know what? Man, let me just go meet this girl for the, this drink, right? Mm-hmm. You go for one drink with a girl, and then three hours later, you're five or six drinks exactly. in, right? <laughs> yeah, get yeah. home late. You probably take her home with you. Mm-hmm. You're waking up late the next day. You skip the gym. I know you've done this. You, know, you have to tell me. I'm, I'm just indie, listening right, right now. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next night, you're like, you know what? Well, I did it last night. Let me do it again. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to not only get sidetracked and derailed, mm-hmm. but then continue on that derailment. And then two, three days later, you like wake up out of that exhaust, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, man, I gotta get back on track. For sure. You know. And I think the key is, look, I think everyone needs to let their hair down, if you will. I think everyone needs to have a social life outside of their norm, mm-hmm. but it can't be extreme. I can tell you that me personally, like, I'll be consistent two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight months, as an example. Yeah, right? For sure, yeah. Maybe two weeks only. Mm-hmm. Like we're all human. Right, right. It should right, happen. For sure, depending yeah, yeah. on what goes on causes mm-hmm. you to get derailed and sidetracked. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you slip up that one time, or let loose that one time, the key is pulling yourself and reining yourself back in immediately, you yeah, know? I mm-hmm. And I think that just people... Mm-hmm. In today's world, it's like, oh, man, I'm missing out on Bill's party or right, I'm missing right. out on, oh, well, Joe's birthday is today. I haven't seen Joe in a minute. And right. now we start justifying why we're getting sidetracked from what our bigger purpose and vision is. You know,
1: I got, I got a question for you real yeah. quick. What? Please. What, uh, yeah, refer for calls. sure. Yeah, Come definitely. Yeah. I, when that happens, is it some do you ever like obviously we all have different processes that we use. But like, what what is your process like if you feel yourself going down that that tunnel or that hole? Like what is it for you that clicks that allows you to pull yourself back?
0: That's a really, really good question. You know, I'm a, uh, I'm a stubborn bastard. <laughs> you know, I'm, a, I'm, also an extremist. Okay. You know, so I think it depends on what my intentions are going in, right? So, like, let's say somebody says to me, let's say my best friend calls me up, Jason, from Goldman, you like, you know, look, he's a Goldman card. Like, mm-hmm. he spends money for Goldman. It's not our money. It's, his, it's Goldman's right. money. I'm a client. I send them business. Mm-hmm. So, like, when we go out, like, you know, dinners, drinks are paid for. Mm-hmm. So, if I say, hey. I know I have nothing tomorrow, right? Like Mm -hmm. lined up and he wants to grab dinner and drinks. Mm -hmm. It's okay if we stay out, right? And I give myself that permission up front, right? Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily find that go down the tracks. I've already set my intention going in where whatever happens, happens, right? I think the problem comes where it's like, Oh man, my client just canceled shit. Now what, now what am I going to do? Oh, Jill asked me to have a drink. Mm-hmm. I really don't want to hang out with Jill, but I got nothing else to do. So you know what? Let me just give into this meaningless potential drink. And then one drink turns into two or three drinks. And mm-hmm. then it's like, well, now what else could I do? You know, now let me go meet up with Jessica. Exactly, I'm just giving right. an example, yeah, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So I think getting to the root of it, I mean, I'm, I'm a, people call me a loner, but like, I love being in my own presence because mm-hmm. I like getting my thoughts kind of filtered out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anyone has a perfect scenario from it, but I can tell you me personally, mm-hmm the gym like mm. um, if, I, if i feel myself starting to be like let me go out let me go try and like get with this girl and whatever the case might be right, right? right let me do something that's not going to provide value to my mm-hmm. life get your ass to the gym immediately mm-hmm. because at least that builds a buffer and if you get a good enough workout for in sure. so there's sometimes i go to the gym and all i do is stretch for an hour just to keep myself from edge. avoiding temptation mm-hmm. or i'll go to the field and i'll run 40s right, right. and they run 10 of them I may run three of them, mm-hmm. or I may just walk around the track. So I try at this point, as soon as I feel myself getting that itch or that mm-hmm. urge, right, to potentially go down that rabbit right, hole. Right check right back into sports, check right back into athleticism. Mm, that's real. And now you feel good about yourself again. Exactly, you know? yeah. It's like, yep, fuck, yep. I, I only did 300 last week. Let me do 305 now. And now you're pushing yourself. And yep, then yep. if you don't get your new weight you're trying to do, now you're so angry at yourself that you don't even want to be around anybody else. Right, and right. now you check your ass <laughs> yep. back into bed. For sure, <laughs> for know? sure.
1: No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think uh, that's a great answer, too. One thing I've seen people, especially like fame, like I think Jay-Z said I'm sounding, but, uh, you know, fame is such a drug. And of that attention of being around people. I think that's the hardest, a very tough adjustment that I've seen. I had to deal with it myself going from the first thing everybody sees you when you're an athlete is, yo, what's up, man? Like, where are you going? Where are uh, where you playing now? You know, uh, are you going somewhere next? Why are you home? Like going from, are you going to the league? To why are you home right now? You know, that's the, it's all basketball related. So that attention, it starts to justify you without you even knowing it. So when it goes away, you still looking for that attention? And you don't get it. And you don't get it. It's not. It's not like you were even trying to It just kind of become part. Becomes part of your world. So um,
0: without you even knowing. Without it. you even knowing yeah.
1: until yeah. it hits yeah. you and you sitting at home by Empty. yourself. When I had my surgeries, I was sitting at home by myself. I was. I was depressed. Empty. I'm like, man. I'm watching all my friends play basketball on TV. Can't even stand up. All around the world. I'm back at my parents' house, and my mom bringing me breakfast in my childhood room every day. And I'm 25 I feel years like old. A kid again. You know, and I'm like, man, like what? How did I end up here? Exactly. You know, and um, you know, I didn't leave the house for like three months. I did didn't go anywhere, man. Right. Like, you know, and um, but I'll just say this very my point. We're bringing it up was saying the one thing that stood out for me for what you said was about being in your own space. I think that's especially with the world we live in, too, with all this social media. Like I try to stay away for as much as possible. Obviously, business, it helps. But being comfortable being by yourself for periods of time is such a challenging. It's even challenging for me sometimes now to just right. remove myself. Completely to just say, "Hey, look, I need to just lock in, focus." When we were playing sports, it was so easy. We just lived in the gym. I loved this. What we wanted to do. Now it's was like business. You work for yourself. Time is like, of it's everywhere. You can create and have, it, especially if you know you are blessed to make good money. Yep. Yep. It's like what? Do, like that's the question all the time. What do I do now? Like today, for example, it's
0: two o'clock. Real example today,
1: (laughs) Thursdays. If I don't want to, I have to do anything. It's nice outside today. I just see all these people walking outside. I know happy hour is going to be popping. I know some girls in sundresses. It's already towards the end of the week, (laughs) so like Thursday night, Friday night in New York City. Exactly. So all these things are going through my head as I'm walking, and I'm like, man, like. But I got my computer in my bag though man i got and i brought it with me cuz i'm like man like i'm in the space right now like i need to lock in and you know do some things and study and watch some film and do all these things so um like i said that like was just being and that kind of helped me just like i said and open more questions
0: if you got more questions yeah yeah no
1: that, yeah, i'm going to have some more for you right. but that, that'll just come to my mind i'm glad i'm glad to ask that so
0: I can tell you this is a fact. And i tell you, and you see, I'm super transparent. I tell you sure. fucking everything, and they're like, "Why'd you say that?" I'm like, "Well, it's the truth." And <laughs> right, if, I, right. if it happened to me, somebody else has to be going through yeah, this. You know, I'm not like this alien, right? Right, right? Like, oh my god, Jeff went through this. Motherfucker, I'm, I'm a human, right? Right? You know, yeah, like you're yeah. human, I'm human, yeah, and we're good. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I share what I've been through because I went through so much mm-hmm. personally mm-hmm. in my 20s mm-hmm. that most people won't go through what I went through from 35 to 55, mm-hmm. right? where I've had the energy to recover. I have the energy to keep fighting back. But Mm -hmm. as you get older, that energy to fight back, you might have grown man strength, but you don't have the endurance. That's true. It's two different things, for sure. Like, you might be able to knock someone out one punch, but if you have to go two rounds, you're Mm -hmm. asking to get knocked out from not being able to withstand it, right? Mm -hmm. So in my early 20s, because of the way football came to an end, you know, I never graduated, mm-hmm. right? I didn't even know that until you said that. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah, never yeah. graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not part of the Ram Club. <laughs> I just go with Jason, tag along. I get these right, cool right, yeah. perks, if you will. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. I wasn't comfortable in my own skin, right? Because, again, like we joked about earlier, even though I didn't step on the field as a wide receiver other than one time against Marist, who mm-hmm. had Fordham, right. I still got the girls. Yeah, that's facts. I was a football player for four. Of them that they they and most of the girls didn't even know like what playing football. They were like, oh, you play football? You know, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, for sure. For to sure. wait, why aren't you playing this year? Wait, why aren't you at winter conditioning? Mm. Wait, why aren't you practicing? Wait, why aren't you coming out with the football team anymore? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. To wait, you're in the mortgage business now with a bunch of sixty year olds in a collapsing real estate business. So I'm still this. I was this twenty one year old kid. Like, man, I really want to be. The big man on campus, Mm -hmm. man, I want to be catching passes and scoring touchdowns. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I just wrote this fifty-five-year-old's mortgage and made six grand. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Like, and look, I didn't value that personally or professionally, Mm -hmm. right? So I couldn't be by myself. I always needed attention, Mm -hmm. and I always needed to go out and be around people. Mm -hmm. That's why I succeeded. Early on in the mortgage business, because I was so uncomfortable by being by myself, right? Mm -hmm. And no self-love and not taking care of myself Mm -hmm. that the only thing I could do is get lost in work and prove myself Mm -hmm. in work. Mm -hmm. But as meaningful as it was to the person, it was meaningless to me because my real heart was still in In football. Football.
1: Yeah, I got you. I got you. You know?
0: And every athlete comes to that point Mm -hmm. in their career. And the longer you play on, Mm -hmm. the harder I believe. It is to accept it when it ends, mm-hmm. you know. So I think you had like life after basketball. You did, right? Yeah, Lab. So I,
1: yeah. I, I was doing. Um, I love to read and write. Like oh, I'm really, really a nerd at heart. Like, awesome. I don't. I don't. I, I, I would tell people my athlete friends. I I really don't fit in. Like yeah. I can most be cool. basketball
0: players don't though. You watch like video games? Yeah, or, you know, like, like, like I could be cool. But yeah. I love
1: to read. Yeah. Like I've been that like since I'm young, since I was younger. And um, but uh, I'm not the cool kid. I'm, I'm the nerd <laughs> of the group. But uh, I, it was just on my heart too, because like I don't think kids read or write enough anymore. At all. they just Watch very YouTube. visual. So it was just like, man, so I have, you know, some decent influence, you know, on kids and want to continue to grow. It's powerful. That. It's powerful. Yeah, it's very powerful. I was like, man, I want to tell people's story and tell my story and share, like, share your story, but through words. And especially to basketball players, that's what I care about and what the life after basketball is going to look like. Not what it looks like, but what the challenges are mm-hmm. going to be because we all go through the same, like you said, Depression of the real. Are, exactly. None of what I went through is what the person before me, that you know, what the four of them four years before I went through, when they stopped playing. Different names, just different, name, just different, different ways, different. Yep. Yeah. So I just want to share those experiences with people, but through words mm-hmm. and kids spe- specifically. I want them to like read, cause like when I talk to kids, or I I was on text kids now and stuff. Like they they write how they type and text and stuff. I'm like, no, like you can't write a paper. Like, you texting me. LOL. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They don't, don't, but they don't. And it's not their fault. (laughs) But that's what they do all all the time. And I, I, and uh, like, we didn't have, like, texting came in, like, later. We was chirping in college when I first went there. And so that was never an issue. But now it's an issue because of, you know, these devices that we have. So I just try to, like I said, just, I love, I love kids. I love basketball. Yeah. And just combine it to and just get back. So that's what that was about. I I only wrote, like, two or three blogs. And you gotta I kinda, get on that more though. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, it's I'm, tough. am yeah, tough to yeah. Make time yeah, it's, for it. yeah, exactly. But I want, I wanted to really be. I kind of prematurely, you know, you, it's some on your heart. You kind of just put it out there. I wasn't fully ready to stay consistent. We never are. exactly stay consistent with doing that. But it is something when the timing is right that I want to
0: add to what I'm doing, you know? They say writing is very therapeutic, Mm -hmm. you know, like getting the words out of your brain. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, your brain gets congested with stuff that you never let out and then Mm. can't make room for more space, Mm -hmm. you know? So, like, it's funny. Like, I never, ever say, I need to write a blog today. Mm -hmm. I'll literally wake up. I'll have a message or a text or an email Mm -hmm. of a question or something. And I'm like, I have to write this blog now, Right, right, right. And then I'll sit down and that's where I go down my rabbit hole. So, like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I'm still kind of tired, so I get up out of bed, mm-hmm. I take my pre-workout, I sit my ass back down in front of the computer, because mm-hmm. I take pre-workout to work, right? <laughs> I write, like, four paragraphs, right? Yeah. And then, like, a song comes on that hypes me up. I, like, stand up, walk around a little bit, right, and right. I sit down, and I pick my phone up, and I get, like, back into the rabbit hole, yeah. and then I go back to the blog, and I'm like, fuck, I forgot what the first four right. paragraphs are you know? Like, <laughs> right. let me now at least yeah. try to close yeah. this out, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I try and write down all my thoughts for that specific set, mm-hmm. and then you Know, do that as for much sure. as I can, but yeah. it's very helpful. No, it's very
1: helpful, very helpful. Like I said, you, I've tried, I've gotten big into energy and spaces, and like Dude. that energy in that moment and that space and what you think is never going to be recreated like it Every. was. So, you need to document that in that moment because it's there for a reason. It's so easy to forget, you know, and uh, so now I'm with you on that just in terms of doing that. I got a question for you, real quick, yeah. it just popped in my Keep head. Keep going, I'm here. Yeah, so um, like I said, you, I mean, you mentioned. You've been doing because I learned a lot about you. Like I said, we didn't know each other in yeah. college, so I learned a lot. I reached out just about what you were doing online, mm-hmm. and you know, just seeing you in passing. And so you said you were doing the mortgage mm-hmm. business at 21, and you've been
0: doing it for how many years now? Is that um, so I started in de- full time, yeah. December December 2007. Wow, so I'm going on my 13th, 13th really year. 14th year. And I'm ha- I've been having a, I actually
1: was having a conversation with a fellow Fordham a graduate on the way here. Everybody seems like in our space, and I think this is just a part of life, we're going through shifts and changes. What has allowed you to stay, like, because I don't think the love ever leaves for what you do if you're good at it, but to keep the energy that you have for, like, your space and business very high, and also combining that was like, all right, what's next? Like, what is your approach to, like, continuing to build on what you're doing? Because you, like, you've been posting about the cars lately. It's like you're always posting something new. And it's fresh, and it's like something else. And I think that's a challenge I've been talking to a lot of people about. Everybody's like, man, I'm just trying to figure out what's next, man. Like, you know, it seems like you have a good energy with staying on what's next while continuing to build what you're doing. So,
0: Great question. There's Mm -hmm. multiple questions in that, right? And I think it's not for everyone. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is this. In today's world, we're told to buy business, pretend fake mm-hmm. create this persona that we're not mm-hmm. right one thing i've never done in my life ever and some people may disagree with this and it's the ones that only see me at like one or two posts or take one sentence out of a 20 sentence paragraph mm-hmm. i write and be like oh you're arrogant or you're cocky no because if the average person knew what i've actually been dealing with behind the scenes and the pressure and stress from age 20 on mm-hmm. they'd be like how are you not dead i would have given up I would have never done this, right? Mm -hmm. Going back to when I got into the business, right? I got into the business because I got cut from college football. I was told I would never catch a pass at Fordham. Mm -hmm. If that didn't happen, I would have never gotten into the mortgage business, right? Mm -hmm. Now, once I applied the same knowledge, effort, commitment, work ethic from football into the mortgage business, Mm -hmm. which... There are some good mortgage people out there that work hard, do things the right way, mm-hmm. but they're all, every single one of them is stagnant. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says. If they're not stagnant, they're declining. Their age is going up. They might be making more money, but their health is going down. Their stress levels are going up, mm-hmm. up, right? I kept taking an absorbent amount of risk and chances into different real estate related mortgage-related products Mm -hmm. to make the industry better Mm -hmm. and to find something I actually liked doing. I loved the interaction with the consumer, with the human. I'm a human person. I'm an Mm -hmm. energy person, right? And I love helping people. And I like making money because it gives me the resources to do things that I want to do or have more money to throw into ideas or projects, Right, right? right? So that's why I kept doing it. I didn't like having to rely on a loan opener, a processor, an underwriter, a realtor, an attorney, a closer, and all the other parties involved Mm -hmm. to maintain my level of service, right? So... One-on-one, I could give you 100% bells and whistles. There's nobody better than me in the mortgage business. Maybe equal. Mm-hmm. Maybe equal. I'll give them that. Mm-hmm. But as far as drive, commitment, passion, going above and beyond and getting my clients mm-hmm. back, no one better. Hands down. Knowledge-wise, no one better. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it confidently. Yeah, yeah. But the service that the staff provides is never going to live up to the service that I provide. Mm-hmm. So as I fought through those waves, as I lost hundreds of hundreds of thousands of dollars before the age of 30 in bonuses and commissions and overrides that were promised to be paid on verbal agreements, I'm a handshake guy, Mm -hmm. I eventually said, I am not continuing down this path like Mm -hmm. every other person. I'm still 30 years old. They're 50. They have no other option. Right, right. They can reinvent themselves at 50, but they don't have the energy to. Mm -hmm. So if I sacrifice this unknown, unforeseen amount of time, create the mortgage quarterback, go 100% fee-based where I'm charging my – I can only control what I can do for you. I can't control what the back end does for you. I can't control what the bank does for you. I can't control that. Right, right. If you want the real deal, you're going to pay me a very reasonable cost, and I'm going to make sure you get the real deal. Now I'm with you. Now the bank can go kick rocks for all I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. I'm with you, Right. Kind of like somebody hiring you for to sure. train them for basketball. You mm-hmm. can go to a camp and get a counselor for one out of every 25 mm-hmm. kids, or you right. can go one-on-one and hone in on your craft, mm-hmm. right? Went up against a ton of slack. Basically went from guaranteed income, three hundred and fifty to 500000 every year, to $108,000 of income because I basically had to hire staff and put people into place, give bonuses, overrides out. So that's a big drop-off right. to $87,000 my next year. I made less money, and I broke my ankle. And I had 100% of all of my money, 100% of my liquid capital invested into my app, invested into my advisory firm, and invested into real estate. And my ankle breaks. So, again, Mm -hmm. you're like, I just went all in. right? What do I do? Mm -hmm. It all had to happen for a reason. And my son was born three weeks later. So how do you keep up with that energy? I spent literally the last 18 plus months in depression, mm-hmm. isolated, mm-hmm. no TV, purposely, mm-hmm. regrouping my thoughts and unwinding everything that I did mentally mm-hmm. up to 17 years ago My I chose to go to Fordham, mm-hmm. right? So with that being said, I'm not a now guy. I don't want shit now. Mm-hmm. I want to work for it, and then before I even realize it, holy crap I just made a hundred thousand dollars again this month Mm -hmm. I just made a million dollars this year Mm -hmm. so I took three years right to go all in on concepts beliefs theories that I believe in Mm -hmm. put it all out there to the world of what I'm doing Mm -hmm. even with getting blindsided and laid out if you will still here to tell about it so it's not easy Mm -hmm. but I needed to learn about myself, and I needed to shake out the people that I was carrying, right, mm-hmm. to get them off my back so I could run faster. Because I had a habit of if I liked you, I would help you, I would carry you, and I'd sacrifice what, the energy and resources that I need mm-hmm. to help keep you afloat right. while I had to keep myself afloat. Mm-hmm. I don't worry about today or tomorrow. I worry about three years from now. So I'm constantly building up my minor league. I'm constantly investing in my G League, if mm-hmm. you will. Yep. Right? Because everyone worries about today, and then when today changes, people are like, oh, now what do we do? I've never been in a position in my entire life since I'm 20 years old, 20 years mm-hmm. old, 21 years old, saying, well, what's going to happen next in the market? Mm-hmm. All the stuff that I build today is to front run three years from now. Right, right. So right now, you know, if you notice, in 2017, I went heavy on – I wrote a book, The play M- sure, yeah, Playbook yeah, for Millennials. yeah. yeah. Two months after I wrote it, now the market wants to talk about millennials entering real estate and how they can't buy real estate. Well, I wrote a book before you even came out about that because I saw that trend, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So becoming a market expert helped getting the experience I did in every facet of real estate and lending and credit and consumer behavior Mm -hmm. from the age of 20 and 21. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to give you a different perspective because there was no other 20 or 21 year old that did what I did and learned what I learned. Mm -hmm. And without tracking it on paper, tracked human behavior and consumer spending habits, right? Mm-hmm. So getting that vast knowledge, like well-rounded knowledge of all the key you know, variables that go into that mm-hmm. helped me formulate my theory. And the problem that it takes so long to attract onto is because people, when they've never heard something before, they automatically go, nope, it can't be right. Mm-hmm. But the ones that have been listening to me since I went public, if you will, in early 2017 are like, damn, he's right. Mm-hmm. So how I got into sports cards, I broke my ankle. I'm like, fuck. so again, I have a massive, two massive law, three massive lawsuits going on directly okay. related to my employment benefits and my ankle. Mm-hmm. So when I broke my ankle. I didn't have insurance. The company I was working for never added me to their insurance. Brand. Oh, wow. So I had to pay. I paid 17500 out sure. of pocket. Yeah. And my son's about to be born in three weeks. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm literally laying down. Now, I work. I could work 14 hour days like nothing. Like, that's what I love doing. Right. And my ankle's broken. It's swell. I can't stand. Yeah, yeah. I'm laying on my girlfriend's parents' couch at the time. Like, this is not where I want to be at 31 years right, old, yeah, you know, yeah, with a yeah, son yeah. about to be yeah, born, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I'm in the heat of softball season. Mm-hmm. So my boy calls me up and says, yo, what are you doing? I'm like, dude, I'm fucking laid up. I'm depressed. He's like, I'm coming over. I'm like, all right. What are you coming over for? Like, I don't, right. don't want to be around anybody. He's like, I got to get you into these things, like cards. I'm like, sports cards. I'm like, dog, I stopped collecting cards in like exactly. 1998 because yeah, I wanted yeah. to get laid for the first time, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. and it took me five years to get laid from <laughs> right. there. But... Fuck, I'm like, I'm like, wow, there's money in this. So I, I started watching YouTube videos on people breaking cards. It's called like breaking the oh, packs fuck, of yeah, cards. Yeah, yeah. Took my entire life savings that I had. Mm-hmm. Entire left after paying the surgery. And I put 100% of my money into paying my bills, right? Mm-hmm. And into sports cards. Six figures. six fi- Into wow. sports cards. All right, right. And I would sell the ones I didn't want and I would keep the ones that I wanted, mm-hmm. right? And slowly but surely... It started, I'm like, wow, look, this is like more people are coming on. So I watched how many views these guys were getting on YouTube, and yeah. they would grow 20% a day, like from 10 to 12 For to sure. 15. And I'm like, I love sports. I know sports. Mm. I love watching sports. Mm-hmm. How do I combine? Like, how do For I figure sure. this out? Yeah, yeah. And then like two weeks later, Gary Vee comes out, and he's like, I'm investing in sports cars. I'm like, this is going to be mainstream. Right, right, yeah. So now it takes the excitement of finding a player, spotting a team, watching stats, mm-hmm. doing that research, and investing in a person that you believe is going gonna gonna, to take to the next level. Yeah, yeah. Even like Bitcoin. I spot trends. Mm-hmm. I don't think I know everything, but I know what I know, mm-hmm. and I would rather be the first person in to tell you, hey, look, here's what I see and why, my theory behind it, mm-hmm. than come Oh, yeah, I did this. Like, now, now now this is mainstream. Like, once it's mainstream, it's too late. Right. Yep, yep. But to get back to your actual question, how do you keep up the energy with that? It's very challenging. And a lot of times you have to store your energy up and know when to use it mm-hmm. and know when to walk away from it. Mm-hmm. You know, A lot of people like to take shots. Like, Why are you posting that? Why are you doing this? Why are you saying that? Oh, look, you were wrong. I'm like, no, you just didn't listen or you weren't right. right, you right. Know? Yeah. I'm not emotionally tied to anything other than my son. Mm -hmm. Right? So when I say a prediction, it's not to hurt you, it's not to help you. It's to make the prediction based on what I see. Mm -hmm. I'm not thinking about the fact that you bought a house yesterday and you overpaid for it. Right. right. I didn't even know you did that. Right. (laughs) I'm just telling you that here this market's overinflated or here's where the opportunity Mm -hmm. is, you know? So I think it's just, like you said, being confident with yourself and really, truly, truly being comfortable in your own skin. Yeah, no, that's a... Long windows. No, no, that no, was that was good. You had me locked in real right there. Yeah, that's so, what it's about. Story.
1: So no, I, that was great, man. Like I I know one thing for me that was uh kind of not well, I would I would say challenge because I'm not I'm a naturally kind of you know laid back, chill person. So, you know, obviously in this business world, in the real world, it's a whole shift of people when you play sports, people coming to you. They come to you, come to you coaches, mm-hmm. scholarships, agents, whatever. Once that's done, it's the complete opposite. So you, still now you become just, them. Exactly. <laughs> so you used to just sitting back, letting stuff come. But now, oh, hanging fruit. yeah, now you're not like a some people are naturally just go getters. Mm-hmm. I wasn't naturally just like, a. you know, and in this world, you got to, you know, talk to people, and sure. do things and sure. blah, 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 whatever. I always had the thoughts and I could put things together, but just the wherewithal to like, I'm gonna just go do this. Like, I'm gonna go talk to this girl. You know why I you love know? basketball, though. Mm-hmm. Truthfully.
0: Who's the Lou Williams? Like the sixth man, Will, right? Yeah, He's like yeah, the freak, right? Yeah. Like sixth man, yeah, right? Yeah. This is a guy that should be starting. For but he is the best sixth man, I think they said, in the yeah, history of the is, NBA, sure. right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. he should be wearing number six if he isn't already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He knows his role. Yeah. Follow me? Yeah. The problem in the world today, more so than ever, is people don't know their roles. Mm-hmm. So like if I'm the person that's going to go run through this door, right? Right. And you're the best person to run through it and then figure shit out after I break the door down, get behind me. Let me run through the door. Right, right. If you're not the best person at running through the door, why am I going to have you run through the door and then me walking in and be like, what what the hell do right, I do? Right, right, yeah. if, if I'm a center, I can block people, mm-hmm. I'm probably not taking the game-winning three-point shot. Right, right. But mm-hmm. in today's world, people are like, no, I'm five foot two. I want to I want to block people. Great. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe play with like, I don't know, a couple kindergartners right, right. or like <laughs> a, a little tight hoop, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And the three-pointer is like, no, no, no. I want to go and throw down that dunk. Mm-hmm. Great. We all want to do that. It'd be nice to do that. We all want what we can't have. Yeah. But let's be realistic. So the reason why I've flourished, if mm-hmm. you will, is I'm more real with myself than anyone else's. Mm. So I know what I'm good at. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do something... I'm not good at. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't golf because I'm not good at it. I don't have an interest in playing golf, truthfully. Mm -hmm. Now, if you only play 10 softball games in a day, I'll play until I'm exhausted. We have to carry me off the field. I love it. I enjoy it. And I'm good at it. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to put myself in a position to not be good at something. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not interested in it. Right, right. You know? And again, like, you have to know what you're good at Mm -hmm. and find people who compliment you for what you're looking to do. Yeah, yeah. If you need somebody, if you could throw a dunk down, find someone that throws you the perfect alley oop, right, you know. Right, yeah. And people don't want that. People mm-hmm. want to say, "No, I want to throw myself the alley oop." And then it's <laughs> right. like, "What is this
1: a circus?" <laughs> yeah, I with you. I with you. Yeah, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah no. Nah. And that's why the that's why I feel like the world is where it is today mm-hmm. because of that.
1: Mm-hmm. You know. No, that, yeah, no, I agree. And like I said, just me, like I said, building that energy up. Of I used to be the person when I played. And now sports. the energy's rocking
0: in here. Do you feel the energy? Oh no, right, it's, it's great. Rocking. It's the great. I love rocking. it. That's
1: what we going back and forth. <laughs> yeah. if I used to be the person like when I was younger. I, I was always a good shooter. If I missed my first two, I was only shooting four, you know. So when I got to college, you know, my best game in college to me, I tell people it sounds crazy, but I went three for 17. But it was just the fact that I shot, continued to shoot those shots and they weren't going in, but it didn't shake me. So I just tried to take that energy and just create it. Cause like we get these definitions in these boxes of, Oh, you're shy. Like, Oh, you're, you, you this. Like, nah, man, like you got to, like you said, get in your box, redefine yourself. We're not even redefine yourself. Just figure out who you really are as opposed for what other people are saying and just go be that in the world. And then, you know, every time I do that, it's and it's a constant battle. You know, you're constantly fighting what people are saying, you know, previous thoughts.
0: And The what moment you, you start to second-guess yourself, you might as well fucking hang it up, throw in the towel, yeah. sit your ass on the bench, yeah, right? Yeah. And related to quarterbacking, yeah. if I'm throwing a route to my receiver mm-hmm. and I throw a pick six and they take it for touchdown, I'm like – God damn it, I'm coming out. I'm not going to be trigger shy next time. I'm not going to pump fake. I'm not going to second guess. Yeah. I'm going to do what I know I do best. Yeah. Made a mistake, it happened, move on. Yeah. Yeah. And then people in life say, oh, I made this bad investment. I made this mistake. Mm-hmm. If if Truthfully, if anyone knew about all the investments I made, right. they'd be like, <laughs> you, I would have killed myself by <laughs> right, that. I'm right. like, I'm not worried about it because I'll always figure out a way to make money. For sure. Legally, yeah, I'll yeah. always yeah. figure out a way to put things together, and I made it with the best of intentions in mind. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it to hurt somebody. I didn't do it for any other reason. I did it to yeah. do it. I made a decision. I stand by it. Now figure it out. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I think that's the biggest thing. People need to have that short term memory. Yeah, you missed that three. Shoot that three again. Yeah, for sure. You know you can hit it. Yeah, exactly. Keep shooting. Yeah. keep
1: shooting. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. So no, that's that's great, man. That's great. Like said, so this this helped me more than uh
0: you know. So it's four, man. Yeah, it's multi for sure. multifaceted. Yeah, you know? Hopefully yeah, everyone yeah. else listened <laughs> too. But yeah. yeah. Okay, so we, we can do one more question okay, and then we'll sure. close up the show. What do you got? Yeah. You want to ask me or you want uh, me to ask you? Uh, you can ask. You go ahead. I want, <laughs> this is an investment tip. Top five players to watch that are not getting in love mm-hmm. in the NBA right mm-hmm. now in the past two rookie classes. So Trey and Luca year mm-hmm. and this current year, top five NBA young players to watch. And go buy these cards as soon as he tells you <laughs> mainstream, eBay it. Oh, uh, that's a good one. Ooh. If you don't mind, can I look at the draft class just so I could? That's real. So let me tell you who I have my eyes on yeah. right now, and then while I'm pulling this up, for I got you. some names. I just wanna. So, Troy Brown Jr. Mm-hmm. Washington, I like yep. him a lot. Mm-hmm. Bruce Brown from Detroit. Yeah, gets not a lot of love, but he mm-hmm. could. Call, he could throw up a triple double if he had to yeah, every night. Yeah, you know, yeah. from Miami, I think he, Miami. Came. Yeah, Miami. yeah. I like Eli Cobo <laughs> okay. from Phoenix. Yep. Yep. So and go DeAnthony Melton who slid under everyone's radar but he's mm-hmm. balling out right now for stats for minutes played yep. for yep. Memphis. So,
1: I'm going to go with first one, I'm going to go with is uh, Mikael Bridges from Nova. We had him for pre drafts, my guy. But He's on Charlotte now. Uh no, that's um That's his brother. No, that's um they, they act like, bro. They had the same last oh. name, but he went to Michigan State. He's from uh, my home state, oh, okay. Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges. Yeah, Mikel's from Philly. He Mikhail went to Nova.
0: Mikel is on Phoenix, I think. Yeah, right?
1: No, yeah, he's on Phoenix. Phoenix yep, on yep, Phoenix. Yep. So Mikhail, do you like him? I do, and I think he's like. I, I mean, I got some know him as a person a little yeah. bit. I just feel like he's he's going to he's having steady growth right now. He's but It's it. going to like really like it's going to take okay, off. Okay, Mikel Bridges. Mikel Bridges. Phoenix. Yes. Um, and this might be one, but I love his game, Kevin Huter. From Atlanta. Atlanta, that
0: boy could shoot yep. his
1: ass off. And not only can he shoot, I love Trey Young, super talented. Like Huter makes, he doesn't make any wrong plays. He makes him better. He does because, like as much as Trey Young is running the offense, yep. and at when the when the proper when the thing is flowing, yep. it always is going through. I have a ton of his cards. He just doesn't so sell like, yet no, no one, one loves lo- no
0: one loves him. He's, you know because he's overshadowed by yep. Reddish right now. Yeah, he's yep. overshadowed by Trey, yep, yep. Vince Carter. Still, believe it or not, yeah, yep. uh, John Collins. Yeah, yeah, and then yep. the other uh, rookie, Deion, Deion from um, Hunter. Yeah, so yep, he's like yep. literally, but he's one of the best players on the team. I watch yep, his stats.
1: Yeah, Peter. Um, I'm also going to say my guy and watch out. If he's starting to play well. is a uh, Harry Giles from Sacramento. Really, you like I'm him? I'm Telling you, Harry Giles. Harry Giles came out two or three years ago. Yep, yep, and he. You know, there was some injuries in high school and college, but like recently, yeah. And I think what happened was the Sacramento didn't pick his option up. Okay. So he been like turning it up for real. Like okay. I think he's really made. He's like got great energy.
0: All right. I think he's gonna really be special. Um. So Venmo Marcus five dollars <laughs> for these picks. Okay. He's <laughs> yeah. giving you some inside track here. Yeah, I got two more. I'm gonna go with uh
1: Derek White. Okay. From San Antonio. Yep. And this might be a little late, but I always told. I, was, I did a, um, a podcast with my friend last year in Detroit, and I told him, like, uh, Brandon Ingram is Ingram. about to he's a bust out. I'm like I'm telling you, I'm like,
0: just wait.
1: It's going to take a little time, but yep. when it happens, it's going to, like. But he's a long lefty. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's a righty. Oh, he's a righty? Yeah, he's a righty. He's yeah, so but, long, though. But he's just, like, he got this, like. He got his it factor. He's nice. I think
0: leaving LA or getting kicked out of LA, yep, yep. I think that really set something off him.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would say those five, I'm trying to think. They're cool with that. Yeah, no, yeah. don't
0: let them pay for it. They want more? They're
1: going to have to message you for some tips. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know? yep, yep. And my guy, Ty Jerome, too. All right. Watch out for him. All right. Watch out for him. It's early for him, but he's going to be good, though.
0: So as we close up the episode, we yep. always leave the listeners with one thing to deposit to their brain bank, whether it's daily life, business life, mm. personal, professional, whatever. What's one thing you want to leave the listeners with?
1: It's a good question. It's um, a good question. Got me thinking. One thing, if I had to just one thing that's on my spirit right now, one thing I would say is, like, and this is crazy, but like, what I've learned going through my my story and my life, just personally, is that acceptance of who you are and how you fit within this whole world that we're in is probably the biggest. Separator of people that are doing well and doing great, and people that you want to say are not. Just because, like you go into a a space of any space you step into, when you really, really know who you are, you know what you can offer, you know your skill sets, you know what you not are are not good at. I think if you just stick to those things it, within your world, like in the basketball world, what I tell kids is: be honest with yourself, know who you are, know how you fit, and when you know those things. Be happy and be content in that, but also continue to work at those other things, but know those things and give those those things your best energy, any space you step into. So that's what I would say.
0: I love it, bro. So we're going to close out with a little, uh, you know, a little fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Back to back on my bullshit. Matter of fact, that was bullshit. I'm going back to back to back on my bullshit. So I appreciate you coming in, man. Great <laughs> yeah, time catching sure. up. We got to catch up more often. Yeah, for sure. We're only averaging once a year at this yeah, point. Know, so maybe I if we know. get to twice a year, you know, we'll, pe- yeah, we'll feed off each them, other. So, and I appreciate the invite for Look, sure. Look, you know, I'm going to book whatever you need, man. I'm here for you. Yeah, for that's, sure. Appreciate, appreciate you. you